Season 5, Episode 39, where my insane Florida nephew has got the sniffles. I still think it's too many of them uh, cold plunges, frankly, you know? So he wants to make it sound like it's like the heater. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I have my doubts on that. But uh, nevertheless, I don't have my doubts that we have another stupid episode for you this week. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, he barely has a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. Bringing a voice of sanity in our insane world or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, or both. Here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Well, here we are in the middle of January, dead of winter. Um, you know, we and, and this particular time in 2024, we're having bone-chilling temperatures, getting down into like the mid-teens or something, you know, at night. <clears throat> and we're getting another forecast of snow. And um, so what do people do when we have this kind of weather here in Pennsylvania? <clears throat> we go jump in a lake. Yeah, they're having that polar plunge thing. Yeah, and uh, and somebody asked me at, at my job, hey, you want to go jump in the lake? I'm like, it's for a good cause. I'm like, there is nothing I can think about that would be a good cause for me to put on a bathing suit. I don't even like going in the lake in the summertime, okay? I'm not much of a water person, okay? Do you think I'm going to put on a bathing suit and go out half naked after they've broken the ice on one of the coldest lakes in Pennsylvania on a day that we're probably going to have cloudy skies, breezy conditions, and temperatures in the low 20s? No, no. <clears throat> That's stupid. I mean, the cause isn't stupid. Jumping in the lake in the middle of January, that's stupid. Okay. So, no. I, I only do podcasts about stupidity. I try not to participate in the stupidity. But welcome to my stupid world. And I hope that you are sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Because we need to get more people to be aware of the stupidity that's out there. You see? Because if you don't share our podcast... People are going to be stupid and not even know it. And if you don't mind, if you're listening to this and you've actually decided you want to subscribe or even listen more to more than one episode, why don't you rate it? Five, give it five stars because I'm telling you, folks, I get out here and I try to find five-star stupidity for you. And if you really want to be nice, <clears throat> give it a review. I, you know, you can just say this is the stupidest podcast I have ever heard. And frankly, that would be a compliment. But when you do rate the podcast, it does help it to show up more prominently in searches. Not that people are out there searching for stupidity or anything, but trust me, sometimes you don't need to search for stupidity. Sometimes it searches for you. And most of the stupidity are usually on airlines. And, well, usually it's on airlines like JetBlue. There was a JetBlue flight that was bound for Boston's Logan International Airport had to be diverted to Orlando. There was a, believe it or not, a disturbance on board. 
Really? Officials say that JetBlue said this disturbance was between two customers on board that took off from Fort Lauderdale. So they had to divert the plane to Orlando before it landed in Boston. A passenger said that there was this man who was making threats, telling people he was the devil, and then punched a woman who was with him. Well, there you go. Leo Ruiz, he's a passenger on that plane, said the pilot told him that one passenger was acting violently toward another. Uh, he said, I was in uh, the front of the plane, so I heard no disturbance in the back, but we had one of the flight attendants tell the first few rows that there would be a pit stop in Orlando, but they didn't want to make an announcement in case it angered the man, uh, according to what uh, Max Seeley said. Um, one passenger who was sitting close to the man said the flight attendants put the woman who was in the men, uh, who was with the man in the plane's bathroom, and the man who was punching the door trying to get her out. They put her inside the bathroom, and he tried to punch the door and take her out of the bathroom. It was pretty scary, said the passenger. Ruiz captured the video of security officials escorting one person off the plane. Passenger said they had to get off the plane and wait for a whole new crew and then reboard that plane. JetBlue said the customers were deplaned with the assistance of law enforcement. The flight then continued to Boston with a delay. Now, one person shared a message from JetBlue in saying that they would not be compensated for the delay. Really? See, this disruption is considered an uncontrollable disruption. That means it's due to events outside of JetBlue's control. You know, things like air traffic control or weather disruptions, and unfortunately that does not qualify for our customers' compensation or reimbursement of out-of-pocket expenses, according to the email. But they did not release the name of the man. So thank you very much there, Satan. <sighs> well, there was a 35-year-old Florida man who was found carrying meth following a hit-and-run crash that involved a bicyclist who was a paraplegic. That's according to the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. Deputies said the crash happened near Sesame Boulevard. Now, this is where a hand-pedal bicyclist was struck by this Ford hatchback, then fled the scene. Now, according to the Sheriff's Office, this bicyclist, his name Stephen Watkins, had previously contracted a life-threatening staph infection while working as a detention deputy at the FCSO, which left him paralyzed from the chest down. He suffered minor injuries and was taken to the hospital for evaluation, according to deputies. The investigators said they tracked the Ford to this home in Palm Coast, Florida, which is where the owner, who was Andrew Croswell, reportedly lived. However, uh, the parents told deputies he wasn't there according to the press release. But, uh, however, deputies were able to eventually find the Ford along U.S. Highway 1 after pulling it over. They found the 48-year-old driver, Clara Smith, with Crosswell in the passenger seat, according to the sheriff. Crosswell claimed he drove the car when it struck the bicyclist, but he hadn't stopped because he didn't think he hit anybody. Deputies said that despite the claim, the vehicle did have damage consistent with the crash. Uh, body cam footage of the traffic stop shows that when asked about the damage, Croswell told police, Oh, I hit a curb. <laughs> ah. Well, deputies said they found a crystal-like substance in Smith's purse, which was, what do you know, confirmed later to be methamphetamine. <laughs> deputies added that the meth was also found concealed on Croswell's body. Croswell could be heard saying in the video footage, Well, it's between the cheeks. <sighs> Yeah, he can be seen trying to jiggle it out while handcuffed. 
What you don't want to do is make us get it. That's the hard do not make us do. That's what one of the reporting deputies was telling Croswell. Well, here are the deputies convincing Croswell to admit to carrying booty dope and trying to get him to remove it himself. Is there anything on you, dude? Use your words. Here's the thing, too. You didn't give it a quick notice. That means you have something. You just don't want to say it. We're going to find it. So you just help us out and just tell, where it's, tell us where it's at. Is it in or between the cheeks? Between the cheeks. Okay. What kind of underwear are you wearing? So you'll be able to kind of like jiggle it out down your life course. Can you pick your butt with your hand? Hey, if we take him to jail, he admitted to having it. We'll let them know that he's got booty dope. Will that be fine? So after digging through his butt crack and with a little assistance from the deputies, the substance was ultimately recovered by investigators, according to the body cam video. Fleeing the scene of an accident is cowardly and illegal. In this case, the victim was a paralyzed man and a beloved member of the community and our team that was struck and left in the roadway, according to Sheriff Rick Staley. He says, I commend the witnesses that stopped and called for help and the team effort that caught this pathetic driver. I'm also glad that Stephen was not seriously injured. Now, Croswell, on the other hand, he faces charges of leaving the scene of a crash, possession of methamphetamine, possession of drug paraphernalia, and introducing contraband into an inmate facility. And he's being held on $8,000 bond. And meanwhile, Smith faces charges of drug possession without a prescription, possession of drug paraphernalia, and possession of methamphetamine. And she is held on a $3,500 bond. So let me see. This guy had meth in his butt. Uh, that's something you don't usually see during a typical colonoscopy. Imagine smoking that meth, you know? Talk about crappy quality. Ew. Well, we already know the internet is kind of weird, and it's still a wonderful place also filled with some truly mind-boggling things. But sometimes you come across something that just flips your world upside down. I come across that stuff all the time. Well, here's a video of a woman smiling radiantly as she is enjoying a freshly baked cookie. <clears throat> it's topped with Chef Boyardee beefaroni. Now, I'm sure that might sound completely bonkers to you, and you're not alone. However, if your interest is picked, well, I get it. The video posted to Instagram by the user at Eat With Goody shows Lily, an Atlanta-based influencer, baker, and food reviewer, giggling as she eats a beautifully presented albeit somewhat unsettling, beefaroni-topped cookie. She says in the voiceover, I turn the craziest stuff into cookies. Well, after claiming she made the Frankenstein-esque cookie because she was bored in the house, she said she was surprised to learn she actually loved it. She says, the fact that I'm sitting here laughing because I enjoy a beefaroni and chocolate cookie is crazy to me. Well, don't worry, girl, it's crazy to me, too. The people in the comment section had their thoughts, and the post racked up thousands of likes and comments, many of which came from people that just seemed to recognize Lily's work, see, and some even feigned shock and horror about the <clears throat> strange cookie combination. Now, back in 2023, last year, Lily's post about her green bean cookies went viral after being shared by Cosmopolitan Magazine. After At the Shade Room, that's a media outlet that shares trending news, posted about her pork and beans cookie and her seafood boil cookies, somebody in the comments writes, this has got to be a joke. It is, LOL, Lily clarified. 
a long-running joke indeed. See, her feed is full of bizarre concoctions like, uh, well, tuna salad cookies and ketchup popcorn cookies and sushi cookies, Big Mac cookies. But it's not all silly gags. Now, according to her Instagram, Lily also makes and sells some of her less wacky cookie creations, taking local orders through her social media accounts, and she even runs community cookie-making classes in Atlanta. Would you take a cookie-making class from a woman who puts beefaroni on her chocolate cookies? <sighs> okay. Well, hopefully she is co- making those cookies irregardless of how disgusting they are. I hope she's at least doing them safely. Because, look, if it was my time to go, I'm not sure I would prefer this or not. I don't know about you. Talked about this a little bit last week in the podcast with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. There's a 36-year-old Russian woman. She got boiled alive in caramel after the sticky substance gushed into a tank that she was cleaning at a candy factory, according to a news report. Natalia Nemitz was cleaning this mixer at the factory in Russia's Belgorod region at the time of this horrific accident, according to the Independent UK. Shock workers tells the local papers there that they could see her limbs poking out of the hot caramel as it filled the tank, but they couldn't do anything to save her. Uh, They said that uh, she did not cry. No other noise was heard. The caramel was removed from the giant bowl, and only then her body was taken out. That's what a co-worker told the local news outlet, uh, Kosomolaskavia Pravda. Authorities said the mother of one may have fallen in after fainting due to the high temperatures in the room, but they're still investigating. Molten caramel can actually reach temperatures well above 212 degrees. But people did say that it was a sweet demise. There's also a viral video that shows heavy police presence around Bayside Marketplace in Miami on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. A lot of folks speculate aliens had visited the mall to ring in the new year. But what really caused that commotion? Well, police confirmed that they were there to dissolve a large fight that broke out between a group of about 50 teenagers that resulted in multiple arrests. Yet some people had their own theories and posted them on social media a few days after the incident, suggesting what really went down that attracted all the blue lights. The most popular one, this uh, latest conspiracy, I guess, it was that aliens had taken a visit to the mall. Now, much to the disappointment of UFO spotters and extraterrestrial enthusiasts, the city of Miami Police Department put those theories to bed pretty quickly. They told NBC6 that there were no aliens, UFOs, or ETs, no airports were closed, no power outages, nothing is being withheld from the public, LOL. That's what the Miami Police Public Information Officer Michael Vega wrote to NBC in an email. Now, clips that were taken from the viral video were reshared on social media, claiming that an 8 to 10 foot alien could be seen at the mall on New Year's Day. Is this like War of the Worlds all over again? I don't know. Well, the low-quality clip appears to show this tall, glowing figure near police vehicles, although other users on X pointed out that it is likely to be, in fact, maybe two to three people just walking next to each other. Others, though, 
they weren't so easily convinced. One user wrote, Everybody have cell phones, but nobody have an up-close video of the 8-10 to 10 foot alien by the Miami Mall. Well, here's some of the people from the community breaking down what happened and, well, speculating on those uh, so-called aliens. There's a big crowd of people running out of Bayside and kind of um, grouping up outside. And then we hear more commotion. And now they're all just running through the streets, running between cars, almost getting hit by cars. It was like absolute chaos. I think it looks pretty real to me. Uh, alien looked pretty chill. I'd be friends with an alien. I think it'd be pretty cool. The real question is, are they friendly? Are they after us? Are they going to attack us? Are they going to do world domination on us? Who knows, man? Instead of an alien invasion, a huge group of juveniles were being dealt with by the large police fleet who allegedly were also setting off fireworks, causing panic across the mall, an arrest report said, according to the news outlet. Now, while there were no aliens taken in for questioning, four teenagers had been arrested. The fireworks being set off were mistaken as gunshots, which also caused a local resident to report an active shooter, according to the president of the Downtown Neighbors Alliance, James Torres. He said that in a statement about the incident. Some officers were heavily armed and approached the crowd displaying high-powered rifles, reflecting the fact that officers were initially erroneously told the situation involved an active shooter, Mr. Torres said, according to NBC6. Now, the Miami Police Department later confirmed on X that the sounds were fireworks and no shots were actually fired. The victim claims that one teen in a large group threw a bottle at his car. That made him stop and ask who did it, resulting in the man allegedly getting jumped and his phone stolen, according to what was reported by NBC6. Just a lot of chaos and pandemonium in Florida, down in Miami, which is just, just another day, I guess. Well... Fake personal info was allegedly used by two Utah women to buy a 2024 Mazda CX-30 from Tim Dahl Mazda. They got arrested after they got a little greedy and came back for a second vehicle a mere six days after they took the first. The affidavit for 36-year-old Laurie Nicole Willis and 33-year-old Gabrielle Marie Baker stated that an officer responded to the Tim Dahl Mazda dealership where one of the employees stated that Gabrielle and Laurie were now on scene trying to purchase another vehicle. In the visit to the dealership, Laurie put a false security no social security number on the application than what actually belonged to her. Laurie then gave the dealership a photocopy of a fake Arizona driver's license. Lurie also provided a fake 1-800-CONTACTS pay stub. Lurie and Gabrielle filled out and signed the motor vehicle lease form with Mazda agreeing to buy the vehicle for $31,332.80, according to the affidavit. After a few days, employees of the dealership became suspicious because Gabrielle and Lurie did not make a down payment on time. Well, the woman's contact information and social security numbers and pay stubs all were discovered to be fake. The dealership then listed the vehicle as stolen. The vehicle was later recovered by West Valley Police with neither Gabrielle or Lurie driving the vehicle. Now, a Tim Dahl Mazda employee calls the police and uh, states that uh, Gabrielle and Lurie were now on the scene trying to purchase another vehicle. The women were then placed under arrest and a search of Willis turned up three small bags with a black tar-like substance, which were later field-tested as heroin. What a surprise. I mean, what, what these women did was heinous, even unthinkable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who the heck even buys a Mazda? I mean, 
They had fake social security numbers and fake pay stubs and fake licenses. Heck, if these two were any phonier, they'd be Instagram influencers. Well, there's a 32-year-old woman who gnawed her way through the backseat cushion of a North Carolina police cruiser after she was detained on an assault charge, according to Boone, North Carolina cops. The bizarre biting incident took place after the woman was arrested for an alleged assault, according to the Boone Police Sergeant Dennis O'Neill talking to the Charlotte Observer. About $650 in damage was assessed to the vehicle following this toothy attack. A substantial amount of padding, he said. The department made light of the situation on their social media, and they joked that they might need to purchase added protection for the seats, writing, that moment when you're so angry, you were arrested that you decided to chew the seat. That's what was posted on their Facebook page. They want, they go on to say, we may need to invest in Kevlar seat covers. Some commenters uh, on the Facebook post also cracked a few jokes. One said, did you arrest Jaws? What kind of teeth did this person have? Good Lord, they wouldn't put their mouth on anything back there if they knew what other people did back there. Well, the Boone police, which is about two hours from Greensboro and Charlotte, haven't determined whether the woman will face additional charges tied to the incident or not. The damage was discovered after the suspect was already processed into jail, according to Sergeant O'Neill talking to the Charlotte Observer. But now every man she ever gets with is going to be terrified. I mean, after all, it's clear that she uses teeth. I mean, this woman must be a go-getter, you know? I mean, yeah, when presented with a task, she really sinks her teeth in. <laughs> so if you think soap opera storylines are a little too sensational to happen in real life, well, you don't know enough people who watch these things. My grandmother was a big, big follower of Days of Our Lives and As the World Turns and all them soap operas. There's a 64-year-old grandmother in Massachusetts named Roxanne Doucette who tried to poison her husband because she had a new man waiting in the wings. Soap opera star Thornston K. of The Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> so apparently some scammer was texting Roxanne pretending to be Thornston. And she believed it was real, partly because she was a diehard fan of the bold and the beautiful and was used to those outlandish storylines, I guess. One message from uh, this uh, so-called Thornston said, You have to get rid of your husband, honey. I need you so much. And Roxanne said she needed to do some thinking, and that's when she hatched its plan. <laughs> she tells Thornston, Making an amazing soup, special potion. He'll be hungry when he gets back. And uh, later she says, hubby got back, not feeling well. Maybe I can collect life insurance. Thornston responds, honey, when will that be? Roxanne says, don't know. You got to hand it to this scammer. Somehow they knew Roxanne was a bold and the beautiful nut. Most scammers don't even know my first name. Roxanne's husband did have some kind of medical event, and she was the one who called 911. But he's since recovered and he'll be just fine. Didn't take long for the police to zero in on Roxanne, though. And now she's been charged with attempted murder, along with resisting arrest and an assault on a cop. But here's the neighbors talking and speculating about what happened after they heard the news. Like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, when I saw the picture, I was like, oh my gosh, Ridge from Bold and Beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I reading right now? This cannot be real. What did she use, you know? Was it rat poisoning? Was, you know, gosh, it's like scary. I'm not real sure what kind of soup she made. 
and what she spiked the potion with, but the real Thornston K <clears throat> hasn't commented on the situation. <sighs> Might want to check my soup next time I sit down for dinner. <clears throat> well, Trevor Lawrence and the rest of the Jaguars team looked destined to make the playoffs earlier on the season, and they were even challenging or uh, for the AFC's number one seed whenever they sat at eight wins and three losses. Well, then the Jags decided to have a historic collapse, losing five of their last six games and missing the playoffs entirely after their final loss to a Tennessee Titans team that just fired their head coach. And to make matters worse, the day after the loss to close the Jaguars' season, a very frustrated Florida woman busted through the security gate outside of the Jacksonville practice facility and drove her car into the doors of the Miller Electric Center. <laughs> that woman is now facing a lot of charges, including criminal mischief, driving under the influence, aggravated assault, resisting arrest, and five counts of DUI property damage. According to News 4 Jacks that reached out to the Jaguars for a statement on the incident, they responded with this, quote, the Miller Electric Center was damaged last night in what we understand to be an isolated incident, and thankfully, none of our staff or security were in that portion of the building. We are currently gathering information. We are mindful that there are an ongoing investigation and will have no further comment. Yeah, this woman achieved the seemingly impossible. That's right. She crashed and burned harder than the Jags. <laughs> she was so furious that the Jags choked so hard. Look, Maybe she just needs to be reminded that life can always be worse because there are people out there who actually root for the Jets. And here's somebody that was upset that his sandwich had not been sliced into two pieces. He's a 54-year-old Florida Subway customer, allegedly, who then threw the offending hero sub at the store clerk and struck her with the grub, according to the cops that arrested the man for battery. Cops said that Alberto de Barros was collared following this confrontation at the Subway restaurant near his residence in Stewart, Florida. Subway worker Cassandra Pierre-Louis told the sheriff's deputies that de Barros, a licensed building contractor, became upset with her after finding out that his sandwich was not separated. Following a brief verbal exchange, according to Pierre-Louis, de Barros began causing a disruptive scene. After the subway worker announced that she would no longer be serving DeBarros, the sandwich was thrown at Miss Pierre-Louis. Now, the sandwich in question struck Pierre-Louis in her, quote, mid-to-lower-body section. It's not further described, though, by the investigators. When DeBarros left the restaurant, Pierre-Louis followed him outside and photographed his license plate, which led cops to DeBarros' nearby Porpoise Circle townhouse. And during the Questioning by the police, DeBarros acknowledged being upset over his sandwich not being cut in half, adding that he believed he threw the sandwich at the counter instead of Miss Pierre-Louis. Store surveillance, though, showed DeBarros swiped the sandwich off the counter, which subsequently struck Miss Pierre-Louis. DeBarros was arrested for battery. That's a misdemeanor and booked into the county jail, and he was released from custody after he posted a $1,000 bond. So he throws a Subway sandwich. It's almost as dangerous as eating one. I mean, this dude was upset about his sandwich not being sliced into two pieces. But considering that he ordered from Subway, maybe he just should be happy that the food was even edible. 
Well, there's a 23-year-old Florida woman facing multiple charges following a bizarre incident at a convenience store in Brevard County. Mercy Thomas of Cocoa, Florida, was arrested on charges of robbery by sudden snatching battery, criminal mischief, and witness tampering. Police officers responded to the convenience store off a mobile gas station on North Cocoa Boulevard after two women reportedly entered the store, threw food, and damaged merchandise. Now, the incident was captured on surveillance, uh, and in the video, officers said one of the women, later identified as Thomas, could be seen yelling at the husband and the wife, who were at the, they were actually the store owners. Then they started throwing a container of mac and cheese at them. Then she went on to throw the store's potato wedges onto the ground. And it was then that the store owners then tried to escort them out of the store. So at the store's main entrance, Thomas allegedly pushed over a container of pickled sausages, causing them to scatter across the floor. When the store owners tried to take a picture of the license plate of the vehicle the two women arrived in, Thomas snatched an iPhone Pro Max from the wife's hand and ran toward the road. Thomas then reportedly yelled something at the wife while pointing toward the road as if the phone had been thrown in the road. Well, Thomas was arrested and booked into the Brevard County Jail and has since been released on bond. And according to Fox 35 News, they're working to learn whether the other women involved in the incident will be charged with a crime. I mean, she's lucky she's not getting hit with felony charges. I mean, after all, throwing gas station mac and cheese is essentially assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> woman made an absolute mess of the place, too, which you usually would only see in the gas station bathrooms. And Gary Busey has done it again. The 79-year-old actor dropped his drawers in public to seemingly relieve himself in a bush near a newsstand in Malibu, California. Busey even made eye contact with the paparazzi who snapped away at his gray sweatpants who appeared partially lowered as he exposed himself. The grinning point-break star eventually adjusted his waistband to cover up and walked away with his large, wet dribble spot near his crotch. However, this isn't the actor's first offense. A few years ago, the paps, as in paparazzi, photographed Busey sitting on a bench across the street from his Malibu home with his black sweatpants by his knees, looking around with his big, giant grin on his face. And in that video of the incident, the lethal weapon star's hands appeared crossed over his legs before he untied his pants to pull them back up. Gary often sits on the bench in front of his home to meditate and to look at the ocean. His reps told, uh, told the folks at the time, our only guess is that perhaps at his age he realized he couldn't get to the bathroom in time, which explains what happened in the video with him on the beach. Maybe we should get Gary a box of Depends. Well, huge swaths of the U.S. have been dealing with all the snow. I'm telling you about how we've been getting snow here in central PA. But there's also been something else falling from the sky out in Oklahoma, somewhere near Oklahoma City. It's been uh, apparently a drone has been flying around to drop and attach sex toys to street lights and other hard to reach spots. Now, the first sighting was when somebody called the cops about an adult toy stuck to the top of a traffic light. The person also put one on a water tower, stuck another one on the side of a Walmart. Now, it sounds like it's mainly happening in a suburb of Oklahoma City called Moore, Oklahoma. And the police, they're not amused. They put out a statement saying, quote, the Moore Police Department does not condone the actions of this individual and finds a prank inappropriate. They're trying to figure out who's doing it and whether to arrest them or just issue a fine. 
Well, did you hear the rumor going around that Disney was adding a maternity ward, several of them, inside their parks, so that expectant mothers could give birth overlooking the Cinderella's castle and then have an anchor baby who would receive free admission to Disney for life? (laughs) Well, the New York Post reported on this uh, rumor. Obviously, it's not true. The story claimed families could reserve the maternity suite for $5,000 a night, and there would be a well-trained and experienced doctors there working. They would also have a certified photographer on hand so you could get pictures of the birth and post-birth moments in front of the castle and with Mickey Mouse. But even this isn't an actual rumor. It was just a joke. It was posted by a satirical Instagram account, kind of like The Onion, It's unclear, though, why the New York Post is even talking about it, unless maybe they were duped themselves, and they're just trying to clarify that it is fake news. open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can even do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment you have from a podcast or even a question you have. I'll be happy to address either one. Your questions or comments might even be played and or even talked about in a future podcast episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. You can... Uh, download the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, and you can do that just as simple as a phone call, or I can even send you a link that you can actually participate from the website. You can download the app to your favorite app store and add that uh, podcast to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests, at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. And of course, should you certainly subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breaker, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Don't forget to follow me also on Facebook and X. Just look up the handle at Insane Eric Lane. You're hot toddy already. I'm a, I'm a broken man, Eric. <laughs> the, the, the common cold has has actually emasculated you. Well, by, by if, if by the uh, common cold, you mean, I, I don't even know what it is. I don't, I don't even think it's a cold. Um, it's just post-nasal drip. It's probably the heat. Like, it's, this heater hasn't been on for like 10 months, and now it's just killing oh. my sinuses. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's that dry heat. That's what it is. <laughs> Whatever it is, I, I've been coughing for like two weeks, and and I skipped the whole sick thing. Like I said, there's no there's no congestion, yeah. there's no runny nose, there's no fever or chills. And it, the only chills I got were in the cold plunge. Which this is this I've had to take a one week hiatus on the cold plunge. <laughs> Tomorrow's one week away, and and I'm like, when am I going to get back to it? Because I still am not breathing right, and I oh. have to eliminate 
these cold plunges as a as a variable in my equation for what is causing this darn cough and post nasal drip. So has it ever occurred to you that it might not be the the heater? It could be the cold plunges that's doing well, it to I you. Think, I think we talked about that last week, and I, but look, I, I've decided to bump my six minute cold plunges back to three minutes. I think that's probably reasonable. That's what's recommended. But I'm not going to get in it until this cough gets under control. Um, and that's the unfortunate. So I feel see, emasculated in that well, way, I guess. See, see, I think you should just look at this thing full on in the face and extend it to 12 minute cold plunges. See, yeah. that's what you well, just go. <laughs> I, I'm learning that sometimes less is more. And, um, you know, I, I, I learned this while gargling salt water as well. I, I basically gargled the Dead Sea yesterday. And, um, <laughs> A few drips of, of water, like with salt, you know, salinated water, like dripped out of, out of the mouth while gargling there. And it, it kind of bubbles over a little bit. And some of it landed on my chin. And I, I had like a red chemical burn on my chin <laughs> for the night from the salt water. And I thought, huh, this might be too much salt. And, and you know what? Like, I looked up online too. I was like, how much salt of water? Like my wife was like, look it up. I, you know, I'm like, hmm, it says like uh, like one to two teaspoons. Uh, yeah. One whole tablespoon should be enough. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like quadrupled the amount. And of course. Uh, you know, yeah, right. And, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I do. And, and, so. and I found out, again, less is more. Um, and this oh, is maybe gosh. a normal issue. Uh, that I've got going on. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, look, I live with this stuff all the time. So, therefore, for me, it's just, uh, it'd be just called, we'll yeah. just call it Thursday. You know, Thursday. For me. I, I, yeah. That's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, you could, what you could probably do, see, is soothe that, that, that irritated back of the throat with a lovely, uh, honey infused glass of glaze. You could. I tried gargling scotch the other night and it kind of did the same thing that the salt water did, except for <laughs> I woke up with a headache the next day. And I didn't even have a lot of scotch. So I don't know what's up with that. This is, wow. this is what happens when you turn 30. You're like, hey, you know that that amount that you might have, like like one or two servings. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. that's not going to give you headaches in the morning. So uh, thank you, thirties. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm a, couple well, years, a few years into thirties now, and it's been. Uh, if you're not thirty yet, it, it's coming for you. I, I guarantee. Nah, but uh, you'll, you'll get you'll get superpowers for cold plunging and, and dad well, related things. Oh, is that right? That well, then by the time yeah. you're sixty, the superpowers has gone off, already gone. They're, they're they've left. Okay, so just so oh, that yeah. you know that. Right, I, I, I like the, just like the hair on your head, I guess. That's um, true. That's true. See, so but uh, well, you know, it reminds me of the song that uh, the uh, the 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 artist Randy Stonehill. He had a song called "Turning 30, which kind of describes a little bit about what you're going through right now. So. Right? Yeah. Hey, they call it "Dirty 30. Oh, no, yep. is it "Dirty 30? Uh, yeah. So yep. "Dirty 30. "Dirty Dan" is what I was going with earlier. Um, yeah. I. There, you know, like you know, SpongeBob, right? In, in, oh you know, yes, Dirty Dan. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. I, I've, I've been trying to convince my wife that we need the, a new Pokemon game so I could get my ah. three-year-old into it. He's almost four, and, oh, and it would be okay. something that him and I could do together, right? I'm right, trying to convince right. her. She's like, 
seems a little young for this. I'm like, I'll read the words. It'll help him teach him oh, strategy funny. things. And it'll just be a fun way to bond. Like he's going to, it'll be fun. And, and she's like, maybe in a couple of years, she's like, I think you're trying to rush to, and it's true. Like I'm absolutely <laughs> like when I look for toys for him, I'm like, huh, this is six plus he's good. Whatever. Like, yeah. cause these are the things I'm excited for with him. And, and so I, I end up pulling out cause I have not bought this new Pokemon game yet. I pulled my old uh, Game Boy color uh, Pokemon uh, silver. Oh my you know what? Yeah, this is a. We'll see how this goes. So I've got Pokemon right. Silver on a Game Boy Color. It's like a Game Boy SP for people who are my age. Yeah. They'll they'll know what I'm talking about. And, yeah, uh, and so I, I fire it up, and it doesn't really work. You know, some of the words <laughs> on there is kind of garbled. So so yeah, I take yeah. the cartridge out, I blow on it, and I plug it back in, and boom, it works great. So I'm like already nostalgic. Like this is this is the exact experience. Oh I'm my gosh. For. And, oh and very pr- promptly, um, you know, Pokemon comes up and it's like, hey, what's, what do you want to name your character? Well, I try to type in Dirty Dan and I realize there's only enough characters to spell Dirty D. And uh-huh. that didn't seem appropriate to play yes. with my three-year-old. So That's true. I had to change the name. Um, and, and w- in which case, it did not take long for my, my son to start trying to tap the screen thinking nice. that it was like a touch screen and yeah. um yeah so, oh, it doesn't work and, and then eventually he pulls the cartridge out and i'm like no you can't okay well it's it's done there's no auto yeah. save feature on, on right. a game boy color so right uh, but it right. was good i i enjoyed the experience it brought oh. me back and it, it, it reminded me of just how different uh you know this this upcoming generations are going to be from mine <laughs> when i grew up <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that that we we've got we've got we've got the the third generation playing with second generation games and a first generation has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know, right? Oh, man. Hey, all right, so let me put it in your terms. Imagine an eight uh, eight track, right? <laughs> that that you that you plug in to an Atari. And, and, when, and when the game doesn't fire up right, you just unplug the eight track, you blow into it, and then you plug it back in, and it magically works. Oh man, that's just hilarious. That's just—I uh, mean, I, I have a 1940 Zenith radio that has tubes I can play with. If you want me to, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, oh, I mean, geez, Louise. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, and really, it's it's even more bizarre because seriously, even since the time I was a kid until the time that little Pancho is a kid is, is the kid, imagine how much technological advances our society has blazed through in that amount of time. Oh, we we've forgotten about technological advances that were just groundbreaking at this point. Yeah. I mean. I mean if you if you were to go back, let's say in the in the seventeen or eighteen hundreds, there is no way that the technology would have advanced as fast over that period of time as it has from the time I was a kid until the time you've got your kid. You know? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Just plug in like a new game that's out right now, and you'll fire it up. And instead of there being, um, you know, two buttons and then a directional pad, yes, you're gonna see like. Uh, probably about 20 different buttons and then some of those buttons you have to hold down a button and then push another <laughs> button to get it to work uh, and do something else uh, and then and then you go in there and you're like oh and part of the game you also need to cook food every once in a while and yeah. drink water and, and sleep or else your character is not going to you know be great health for fighting uh, enemies or so and, and you're like well, this is real life like I, I i sleep more in this video game than i do in real life obviously oh. because of the video game I think Mrs. Um, you know, is about ready to create a monster because she's going to have two kids playing video games, her husband and her son. 
Oh yeah, uh, it's um, well. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get him. Uh, you know, one conglomerate. Like so, if him and I could do it together, then uh, yeah. that is especially on these cold days, these rainy days. Yeah, um, yeah. Good. I can't, I can't overdo it, right? You got like maybe an hour and then put it away, and you know. Yeah. Um, good. Good. But good like, father. Good father. <laughs> hey, it'll be much better than playing the same game over and over and over and over and over and over again for thirty minutes. Um, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> the best part is. Whatever, <laughs> To the point that that uh, your son will begin to teach you how to play the new game he has, and you're trying to understand it. Oh, I I, I, I intend to make my son look like a noob, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and tell him your age, maybe, uh, maybe at that point I can finally give up. Well, yeah. Um, well, let me know how that. Let me know how that works in about ten or fifteen years. Yeah. Right. Yeah, do, do I even have to describe to you what owning the noobs mean? That's probably, that, that, that probably outdates me at my age probably at this point, too. That's probably true. I mean, I mean, when you look at uh, how things have kind of progressed over generations, there's, there's a whole lot of things that happens in today's generation that never happened yeah. before, you know? How did your your speaking of generations? How did your trip to uh, what is Virginia? Right? I just yeah, you know, it didn't didn't hit me until. I, I got your son's address to see where he's at. So I was like, wait, he's in Virginia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you so see, you had a nice college, I guess, what, um, romp maybe over oh, the weekend? It, it almost made me want to go back to school. You know, it's like, could I just enroll in, in, in college, but not take any classes? I just want to be on the campus, you know, and just hang out because it's just such a cool place, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like you're at that age now where that'd be creepy, right? Like people would get <laughs> uncomfortable if they saw you hanging around the college campus. You know, maybe I could just, you know, rather than go and retire and sit at Burger King and drink coffee, I could retire and just sit in the in the in the student dining hall and just you know sit there and just eat. You know, that place is amazing. Is that actually is that what your re- retirement plan is for real? It really should be. It really should be. I'm just going go to go. I'm going to go to. <laughs> retire and i'm gonna spend the rest of my life in, in the liberty university dining hall they have got like 20, oh my gosh man 20 25 food stations you can get anything uh, from, you can get cold cereal to sushi i mean whatever you want it's insane so, maybe you just need to move out of state college <laughs> that may be that may be uh, but, but 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 he is settling in very very well i mean it's a, it's kind of a culture shock you know because it the, the college for one thing you know liberty is like well what three five times bigger than messiah university oh yeah, yeah so so you've got that but but I, I think he's enjoying the the climate the culture and um you know some of the other things so it, it's slowly starting to kind of hey he's starting to acclimate so which is good you know so but uh but we'll, we'll 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 see i mean um we're uh, i think we're gonna he's got he's got spring break coming up here pretty soon so like in march so we'll find out so so we'll see how it goes yeah, that's right no talking to him until then right oh we we get occasional texts and phone calls I'm, and this I'm, kind I'm, of... just, I'm kidding i'm kidding yeah um yeah though you know it would be funny if you and i made a mutual agreement now to just like completely you know you're like all right no communication leave him on an island alone and just see how he yeah. fares well, the funny thing was he did send me a text here this week about one of his teachers it was a theology teacher quoting some Johnny Cash lyrics, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, I quote some Johnny Cash lyrics uh, sometimes, too. So, um, I, I also I also quote Johnny Cash lyrics that were Nine Inch Nails lyrics. Yes, uh, that's true. You know, that's true. Also, so, um, welcome, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, I was like, I, I don't know, do we get new listeners? 
I assume there's got to be sometimes. If you're a new listener, welcome. Hey, uh, yeah. I love having you here. Um, I apologize for the things that, that Eric Lane says. Uh, you're probably used to it if you've joined in on his other shows. Oh, yeah, this is uh, – well, uh, look, I'm, I'm his, his insane Florida correspondent, Pancho Guedo. Uh, he sends me stories for our segment. You're, at, you're, you're actually I, my I nephew. I think the – I, 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 well, yeah, well, I try to distance myself from you a little bit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> this is why I can talk to Eric this way, right? Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the crazy, I'm the crazy uncle. <laughs> well, because yeah, you're allowed to treat your family like, like uh, crap, but you got to treat that's other right. people with respect. Um, and, right, that's um, how- that's right. That's how that works, right? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, for, I've got some family that actually does probably believe that. I feel like, um, <laughs> um, look, yes, anyway, look, he, he sends me stories. I pick them out. Uh, I pick what I think are the best stories, and we riff on him. Uh, it's kind of what the, the show is. It's, it's the bit, um, and that's, that's, that's enough. You, you're used to the, the thing by now. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you do a very good job picking out some of the stories. I, my role is I give you all the, the headlines. You don't get to actually see the stories. You just see the headlines. And then oh, yeah, you, yeah, you pick the there, best there times where sometimes I could tell that the story is the headline. And, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that's a good headline. But like, but I'm sitting here really thinking something there, you know. I'm I'm here hedging my bets, thinking, okay, he is going to pick that one. He's probably not going to pick that one. And usually I'm right most of the time, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, look, we, we've been spending time talking about uh, these generational gaps. And I, I and you probably think this is an expert transition in early. You probably saw this coming from a mile away when I'm mm-hmm. on Pokemon. Um, but Gen Z, right? It's uh, I, I don't know if anyone like fully knows and understands Gen Z that isn't Gen Z. Um, now you're, I, you're, I count, you're considered a millennial, <laughs> aren't you? I, I, I am, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of right in the middle of the millennials. Maybe I'm yeah. on the slightly lower end of the millennial. Yeah, um, so I'm the boomer, you're the millennial, and then the Gen Zers are coming below us. Right, and uh, I, I, I almost, like, I, I lucked out just a little bit because I almost married someone who was a Gen Z. My wife is probably, uh, like, one or two years shy of the Gen uh, Z. And then not, now we've got news called Gen Alpha. That's the new Gen one. Alpha. It, it, yeah. it says, is that like what my kids are? They're Gen Alpha. That's you just start all over. Probably um, be Gen Alpha, I guess. I don't Gen know. Gen Alpha, man. Wow. Um, <laughs> let's see. How, how old? I'm, I'm Googling this. How old can Gen Z? Uh, not, think, not how long can what, how long how long can sperm live in the body? That's the thing that comes up for me. I don't. Okay. Can all Gen right. Z? Um, B. We'll we'll just see I, that. Is that a good enough um, think, age range? I think the Gen Alpha starts at 2010 and goes up. To like- no, okay, no, this is it. So like, look, uh, Gen Z um, could go up to age 27, and and I will oh. say like this is uh, 1997. So my my wife was born in 95. So so technically okay. she might be like close to two years shy, but she's 28. She'll be 29 a little bit soon. Um, I'm sure, she appreciates uh, you telling her. the year. I know. She's young enough. She's fine. Like, I, and, and I'm four <laughs> years older than her, so so she probably feels young anyway by comparison. Um, I was a year or two away from being married to a Gen Zer, uh, wow. and I I count my blessings. Um, and yeah. you understand why with with the first story here. Um, now I don't know. Maybe maybe this is something that you can expect for the future because your your son falls yeah. like kind of smack dab in the middle of the Gen Z um, yeah. year. 
this is a one. This is I want to kind of start with the headline because it's wild. Um, one in five employers. I don't know if you knew this. They've seen a Gen Zer bring a parent to a job interview. Not uh, my son. So, not my son. <laughs> no way. Well, yet, you know, yet, your son will always be a Gen Zer. So <laughs> you have to use the word yet. And maybe you should start helping prepare his resume for when this happens. Um, <laughs> a lot of employers require some sort of college degree. You know, um, a lot of times it's just like it checks a box, right? It just lets you get in. Um, right. But are schools actually preparing students to enter the workforce? Um, I don't think so, right? Like there, there are some practical things that you kind of you don't get in school that you probably should get. Uh, well, in a survey of 800 U.S. managers and executives involved in hiring, 38% of employers avoid hiring recent college graduates graduates in favor of older employees. Uh, this is because Gen Zers just aren't prepared. Um, mm. No, in fact, they say one in five employers have had a recent college graduate bring a parent to a job ah. interview. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, maybe some of that is overprotective parents pushing their way into the situation. Even yeah. if that's the case, I'm like, all right, you got to have enough backbone to tell your parents no. Yeah. Get yeah. out of my yeah. room, mom. Um, right. But uh, yeah. either way, graduates stumble out of the gate. Is uh, that, Now, in my mind, I'm like, do they drop them off at the interview? But it sounds like they go in the interview with them. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine why someone would think that's a good idea. But imagine no. how insulting that would be to, to a kid, right? You're like, hey, I think that you're great. You're perfect. You're everything. But I don't think you could get this on your own. I need to go there with you. <laughs> you're not that good. Like, that's basically what you're telling your kids, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't believe in you. So I yeah. need to be here to help give it to you. I guess I guess uh, Gen Z is used to having everything handed to him. I don't know. Either that, either that or the kid has been coddled most of his life. He can't. He doesn't have the confidence to go in by himself. Yeah, well, or the coddling it might be the result of like maybe some of the millennials, like like uh, or, or maybe what is what it what, what's that? There's there's like a Gen X. Is that what comes before? I don't remember. Whatever it is. Um, well, this is according to fifty three percent of employers. Recent college graduates struggle with eye contact during interviews. Um, <laughs> others ask, I wonder how many limp handshakes they get to. Um, right. Other, maybe, maybe you get a handshake and instead they give like a high five or a fist bump or something. Right. Um, right. Uh, others ask for unreasonable compensation. Um, that, no, that seems like a Gen Z thing. You're like, hey, I'm entitled to a lot. And, and, and anyone yeah. who's worked, they know you start off with like nothing. And you yeah, get, they will get there. You got to work to get there, though. They want minimum wage at like $21 an hour. Oh, yeah, which is arbitrary at that point, right? Because then, like, <laughs> why not make minimum wage $50 an hour? Uh, well, yeah, you know what? What can't continue won't. And it becomes like a Russian collapsing doll of, yep. of like money and inflation at that point. Um, well, uh, others, they say dress inappropriately. Uh, yeah. No surprise there. Uh, and also yeah, well, look, use inappropriate language. Yeah, but, but dude, we. <laughs> Just remember, Pennsylvania has got a senator that decides he wants to go to work in sweatpants. Sweatpants. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I uh, when I work from home, I get to dress like you know. That, but uh, I also you know, the last part they said um, a lot use inappropriate language. I'd like to imagine that like the language is because their parents are in the room and they're getting frustrated <laughs> with them. Like, could you imagine like a like a parent yeah. child spat in front of their yeah. you know uh, future employer? I guess. Yeah. Uh, 63% of employers say college grads come off as entitled. Uh, mm. they, 
they also get offended easily, lack oh. professionalism, don't respond well to feedback, lack work ethic and motivation, and cost too much to train. Wow. Um, yeah, that, was, uh, that does not look good for Gen Z. Now, that being said, if you're Gen Z uh, and you're not like that, then, I mean, you've got an open door to opportunity, man. Um, <laughs> now, I will say, I, I have wanted an ad that is seeking professionals who don't rely on mommy. Yes, yes, that's right. right. There is a there. There is a. One, I actually have it right here. I, I'm I'm going to actually play it here. I've got I've got a, I've got a help wanted ad here, and and this might I be what it. we I love it. Might be what we're going to be hearing for those uh, those Gen Z people that don't want to rely on mommy. So check it out here. I'll I'll play it for you. This is help wanted. Finding the perfect match for unique job opportunities. Here is today's Help Wanted ad. Companies are hiring entry-level employees, but not Gen Z job seekers who bring their mom to a job interview. Do you know how to put on your pants and tie your own shoes? Well, that's a start. But we want to hear about your skills and not about how you played clarinet in the junior high marching band. We just care that you march into work on time. She also keeps calling you Sweetums. Is that your professional name? Plus, your mom seems to know a lot about what salary you should be making. She's a strong negotiator. Maybe we should hire her instead. She's exactly what this company needs. She also didn't bring her mom to the job interview. In fact, you're hired, mom. This has been Help Wanted, a public service of this station. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where I don't know where we're going right right now with when when you've got your parents coming with you to job interviews and and I'm not sure. Like I said, like you said, I'm not sure if it's because the kid wants their parent there for support or the parent is there because they feel like they have to be there to make sure their child gets the best pay, you know, or something, you know? It's like a guaranteed way to not get the job, I think. I can't imagine anyone thinking it's a good idea. I mean, so far, I have not yet met anybody applying for a job at my place with their parents coming in, which is thankfully a good idea, you know. But I I don't know. I mean, it's it's so – the culture has just gotten – so blurred you don't know who's the child you don't know who's the the parent sometimes and and i've got a story where you have a a guy who's uh deciding i guess he thinks he wants to be a child on a unicorn floaty um being um going out doing some shark fishing now i've had plenty of questions with this story and unfortunately very few answers but what i can tell you there's a guy in a rainbow unicorn floaty apparently hooked himself onto a shark while he was out fishing and got drug miles offshore. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that, let's just borrow a line from the police chief in the Jaws movie. You're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. You're going to need a bigger <laughs> floaty. Yeah, right. Y'all need a bigger floaty. So there's a TikTok video that's out there that shows this other larger fishing vessel coming up on this poor guy in his little rainbow unicorn floaty is a bit baffled by what they're seeing on this boat and somebody else on board the boat hey what are you doing and the man on the floaty comes back i'm catching a shark <laughs> so now based on based on the video this guy's been fishing near the beach in fort lauderdale so he hooks this up uh, the shark and the shark drags the man four miles offshore so once they figure out what's going on 
the crew on the boat tosses the man a line and gets him on board. Once he gets on board, the floaty guy then proceeds to grab the rod and landed the shark. All right? Oh, my gosh. He gets the shark. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so the video I cuts mean, at, that, at that point, like, that's commitment there. It is. It is. The video cuts off after that, so it's really unclear what happens next. But what is clear, though, that this dude went for one whale of a ride on a rainbow unicorn floaty. That's for sure. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, I mean, I, I think like this guy sounds like a Captain Ahab, super manly <laughs> guy, and then you see the unicorn floating, and it kind of just yeah, like, defeats definitely. You know, all of that. Could you say um, that he? Could you say he jumped the shark on a floaty? I guess. Yeah, well, definitely jumped something there. Um, I, you know, I, I can't just like. Ever since you mentioned the Jaws reference, all, all I'm hearing is yours, you know, <laughs> unicorn floaty chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, colorful and rainbow-like. That's right. Um, yeah. Wow. Oh, geez. Well, th- I think the interesting thing about it is I, how much you want to bet that this is going to be the new Netflix. But Netflix will buy the rights to it and yeah. uh, create some kind of movie, you know, out there that will oh, be yeah. releasing next year. Yeah. But um, can you imagine what, what's going through this man's head as he's being dragged four miles offshore by a shark and a rainbow unicorn floaty? That's really what I want to know. I'm wondering what he thinks. Like, like what, how, how well, there's no leverage. Like, what are you going to do to stop? There's no anchor. No, you got to like stand on and push again. Like, there's how do you how do you stop that? He's just going to go go go. You don't you don't have like the ground to stay still to catch this thing. Yeah. And then and what, it, what if you did finally catch it and it tires out and you catch it? Are there, yeah. What if there was not a boat around? Is I guess it. But that's like, my. All right, I finally got it, and I'm four miles offshore. Yeah, you finally got the shark, and you're now somewhere yeah. floating near Fiji. But you know what? I think that there's a lesson to be learned about this, and that this is going to be basically showing up on every kid's like classroom wall. You know, right next yeah. to the hang in there picture with the cat holding on to the monkey bars. Yeah, uh, you're going to see this there, and it's going to be motivating. It's motivated me to to do uh wild yeah. things to never give up you know never no matter what uh hang on for dear yeah. life right um and hang on for dear life is exactly what this boyfriend <laughs> is doing in the next story after his pet parrot fed him to the sharks uh <laughs> metaphorically speaking um <laughs> uh, i i appreciate the the, the layup here eric um anybody's new to the show by the way we we compete like kind of. It's like an internal competition between Eric and I to get the best transitions into stories. That's right. Um, That's I don't right. Know to Eric, I don't plan any of the transitions ahead of time. It's part of the game no. for me. That's right. um, and uh, maybe I could see if I could try to uh, you know de- derail your next uh, um, transition <laughs> somehow by like I don't know getting some weird topic out there. Um, well, like, there's there's a, a woman. You're probably wondering about this boyfriend now. A woman has been left heartbroken after discovering her boyfriend has been cheating on her, having heard all about it from his pet parrot. Uh, yeah, I know. And look, snitches get stitches. I thought you were supposed mm-hmm. to be a bro. Yeah. But I guess you cannot trust a parrot when it comes to secrets. Uh, the 25-year-old explained how her boyfriend's parrot, named Percy, uh, was speaking, uh, well, repeatedly saying another woman's name and shrieking about loving her quote-unquote yeah. um yeah like so i guess percy's got loose lips or maybe like a loose beak a loose know. beak <laughs> <laughs> while, while she doesn't know whether to trust the parrot wholeheartedly 
She got a gut feeling about the situation after seeing her boyfriend's reaction to his pet's outburst. Um, <laughs> right? So, uh, t- taking to Reddit, she said, I found myself entangled in the most peculiar and perplexing <laughs> situation. Um, which is naturally, this is the place you go for uh, peculiar, uh, unnatural, right. perplexing situations. You go to Reddit. Um, That's and right. And you get sometimes mediocre advice. Um, so, she says, picture this. During a family gathering at my boyfriend's parents' place, their parrot, Percy, inadvertently spills the beans about a delicate matter, it seems. Percy has learned about an alleged affair involving my boyfriend. Now, I'm just saying, this happened at her boyfriend's parents' place? So, yeah. uh, you know, like all this goes around, but, like, uh, you know... Uh, I've, I've got more questions, I guess. Uh, if there's a lot of noise going on for the parrot to catch it, have the parents not realized this? Oh, um, um, this is going to be awkward at this guy's house forever, I think, for this point. Uh, throughout the night, right. Percy kept shrieking about him loving another woman named Jess. And <laughs> that's not my name. I asked my boyfriend what the bird was talking about, and he just laughed it off, calling it a crazy and funny bird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, however, as the night went on, I noticed my boyfriend nervously checking his phone and always leaving it face down, which uh, he never does. Mm. In fact, he used to let me use it occasionally, but now he doesn't. Mm. When he answers, she asked her 26-year-old boyfriend outright, saying, who's Jess? <laughs> In response, he blew up at her and started calling her insecure. Uh, oh, she boy. added, I doubled down, mentioning how he's been acting avoidant all night. But he just got angrier. Uh, that's probably because you're right. Um, his yeah. parents tried to intervene and calm us both down. But he got angry with them, too. I left alone and went home without him and haven't spoken to him since last night. Wow. Um, I, I think you're making the right call on this. Um, yeah. Hey, look, it's like what they always say. You marry the guy, you marry the parrot. And parrots live <laughs> a long time. <laughs> that's right. 80 years, I think, don't they? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, and, and, you know, look, I mean, uh, the, the, all the parents are doing is not is imitating. You know, I mean, honestly, I just I just keep thinking about this this dumb joke that I've heard about a parrot with this burglar breaking into a house, and it's in the middle of the night, and there's a parrot that's in the corner in a cage that spies the burglar pilfering through the house, and the parrot keeps saying. Jesus is watching. Jesus is watching. And the guy's like, what? You know, and he's like, not sure what he's talking about, right? So he continues to pilfer around. The parrot continues to say, Jesus is watching. You know, so finally, the guy gets up near where the kitchen area is, and he hears this really deep sounding growl. And he looks around, and the parrot says, shake him, Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. The parrot knows what's going on, man. I, frankly, you better. No, man. You're going to have to. Uh, my, my theory with your joke is the dog's name was Jesus, and you don't mess with a uh, Hispanic person's dog because they, they leave their dogs outside, man. No, man. Uh, oh, man. I mean, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, well, whatever the case was, though, this poor guy found himself in a rather tight squeeze with his girlfriend and the parrot, that's for sure. You know, and uh, nobody likes to be put in uncomfortable positions like that, you know, and especially if you're drunk. And you do something really stupid. 
Okay. And I, you know, I, I'm sure you, like a lot of people have probably seen drunk people do some things that are absolutely embarrassing at maybe some holiday parties or office parties or whatever, especially like on New Year's Eve. Well, there's a guy in Alabama. Let's just say he had one too many on New Year's Eve and got himself stuck in a decorative urn. Now, I've seen the picture of this guy. Basically, this is a big planter, but it doesn't have a plant in it. It's just a big urn. Now, the guy's name is Connor Padgett, and he looks like he's probably in his early to mid-20s. He might be a Gen Z, for all we know, okay? <laughs> so, he went to this party in Mountain Brook, Alabama. It's about 80 miles north of Montgomery, and it almost seems like a work event. Maybe like a work party or something because of how people were dressed up for it. But I thought it'd be really funny to, you know, crawl into this decorative urn outside and then crouch down inside of it, right? There's only one problem. See, once he got in, <clears throat> he couldn't get back out. <laughs> the bartender at the party decided this would be a good thing to live tweet. So he... <laughs> Live tweet. The bartender deserves a raise or an extra tip. <laughs> so one video shows this guy on his side struggling to work his way out, and people are trying to help him. Well, wasn't all fun and games at that point. Now this guy is getting really stressed. Okay. Then there's a second video that shows the lead up when everybody still thought it was funny. Then it skips to the end and it shows somebody actually chiseling him out with a hammer. <laughs> so here's, here's old Connor. Here, here he is struggling to try to get out, and his friend's trying to use a hammer to help get him free. He's uh, actually now, at this point in the video, waist deep in the urn. I'm doing everything I can! You got it, Connor. You got it. You did it. Look, you can do it. You really can. You really can. Connor, this is an HR so the bartender who's live tweeting this thing said once uh, Connor was out, he's now out walking around the party without his pants for, for at least for a while. He might have lost his pants during the whole extraction, <laughs> you know, but there is a photo of Connor, though, posing with the broken urn and he has his pants back on. And he's also got a nice fresh drink in his hand. So, you know, there you have it. But definitely this will be a uh, video that will be posted on our Telegram channel so you can watch the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I got to check that out. That's going to be good. Uh, I saw the picture of it, at least. Um, oh, usually yeah. when someone's drunk, you have a face plant. But they he, he <laughs> turned himself into an actual plant inside this, uh, this giant urn or pot. Um, That's right. Uh, the, the fact that it's all live tweeted, so like this guy's gonna have to just own up to it and enjoy the fact that like just laugh at it with people oh, yeah. and, because if and, you're not and, doing that, you're gonna be laughed at. And well, that's not as fun. The nice thing is it will live on for the rest of eternity because it's now on the internet. Oh yeah, he'll always be that guy. And, and look, I, I'd rather be the guy that got himself stuck in a giant urn uh, than the, the guy that I've got for my next story. Um, so, so you got a guy who is stuck in a pot, and then you have another guy getting in trouble with uh, the potty. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. You <laughs> think it's a stretch? I thought it was great. Okay, it's. Oh man. Um, <laughs> 
I'll give you the, the A for creativity, that's for sure. I feel like lately the, the common thread between every episode is there's always some kind of airline story. <laughs> every, every episode, there's something dumb or weird or crazy happening on an airplane. Uh, and, and there's been a lot of airplane stories in general, like, like uh, the hatch that blew open. So yeah, like, yeah. what's, uh, I have a question, or maybe it's like a riddle. What's a worse scenario on a plane? The door plug rips off at 16,000 feet, like what we kind of were hearing about the last week or two. Yeah. Or this happens. Uh, all right, so get this. This is someone on Reddit. They posted about a recent Delta flight from Birmingham, Alabama to Atlanta that was less than great. All right, this isn't what you expect at Delta. Um, if anything, this would be what you'd expect more at, like, you know, Southwest or something. Southwest, you'll get this, yeah. You'll get the South joke later. It's not the Southwest <laughs> joke. It's a South joke. It's a um, – well, um, they, they, there's a 20 minutes in, so, right, you're just barely into the flight. Uh, a terrible stench spread through the cabin, which is already, that's not a good, not a good start. You know, something's up. No one knew what it was until they landed and deplaned. Uh, I can only imagine how long the flight was because, um, well, Birmingham to Atlanta, it could have been worse, I guess. We'll we'll go there. Um, As they were getting off, they spotted a seat, eight rows in front of them, covered in feces. Uh. It turned out, Another passenger had soiled themselves and just decided to sit in it for the entire one-hour flight. Oh. Oh. Another passenger backed the story up in the Reddit comments. They said that they were in the same row as the pooper, but across the aisle. That The person said the substance in question was on the seat, spread out like peanut butter. <laughs> uh, quote. So uh, now that you're getting a good image in your mind, and, and everyone's close out, they also said they wanted the person. Uh, they they watched the person leave the plane and sprinted straight to the airport restrooms. A lot of people in the comments felt bad for them since they were obviously in some sort of distress. Um, yes, you know, right? Like, uh, wow, with, with a stench like that, they probably wished the door plug ripped off, right? Like someone's <laughs> got to vent this plane out. Um, yes, or maybe like the, the the you know the what the masks drop so you could maybe get um, the fresh air. Yes. I think would have been nice. Yeah, they would. They would definitely would have needed those. They needed those oxygen masks. That is for sure. Yeah, wow. you, you know the funny thing, like this is the kind of logic that that like a, a kindergartner has or something. I I there, I don't remember much from my formative years. But I do remember one specific story, and, and I must have been preschool or kindergarten, probably kindergarten. And, yeah. and we we would get to school early enough where all the kids get to play outside on the playground before the bell right. rang and get to go in. And I'm I'm going down a slide, and like you know when you're like four or five years old, you like in a boy, especially this is a really boy thing. You're like I I'm going to wait to the last minute, right? The last possible minute to go to the bathroom because I don't want to stop playing. I, I was right. always like that as a kid. And right. uh, I, I decided to like, all right, I, I'm going to go down the slide. And I don't know if it was like if, if someone made me laugh or if it just kind of happened. But I accidentally let out a, a little bit of a, a loaf. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, no, this happened. And and now uh, me at, at like five years old, I'm like all of a sudden like the spotlight effect. I mean, I assume that everyone's got X-ray vision. Yes. And see right through my pants. And yes. I know. And, and, and so I'm sitting there like, 
All right. Uh, don't act normal. You know, act normal. Nothing happened. Yeah, no, all good. And I'm in line for this slide, so I decided the only thing to do. This kid's behind me, I'm trying to climb up the ladder for this slide. The only right. thing for me to do is go down the slide, and uh, <laughs> I, I think I can still remember the feeling of oh. you know. It, it, that's basically the decision. But the, the difference is this is a grown person, yes. a grown man or or yes. woman that did this. Uh, I've never done that again. So maybe they just never had their kindergarten <sighs> sitting in squishy poop moment. I don't know. You know, I, but what's amazing to me is, I mean, obviously the stench filled the entire thing, and you had to wonder, did any of the, you know, the, the airline service staff notice the stench? And did, why oh didn't they, well, could they have gone over and said, could we assist you? Can we give you a blanket to cover yourself up so that the stench is not so prominent or yeah. whatever? And can, can you imagine like the, the cleaning? Like, like you know, someone's gonna have to sit in that in, like yeah. fifteen minutes later when it takes off. You know? Oh gosh! Yeah, but probably, probably remove the seat and put a whole new seat back in the thing. You know? I don't. Know. But still, you would have thought that one of the flight attendants would have come up and said, "Can we assist you with anything?" You know, maybe quizzed the the, the passenger if they needed any help or something. But wow. But uh, there's sometimes it is a little awkward to ask questions about things that when you're in situations like this, but apparently not for some people who were quizzing this um, black alien guy. This is a guy, he is, um, let's just say he's one of these folks that really, really likes tattoos. Okay. Uh, I've heard about this guy before. Yeah. So and, and and definitely an extreme body modification addict is definitely loving his life because he's sharing a glimpse of some of his world. This guy's name is uh, Anthony Lafredo. He's uh, just completed about sixty-five percent of his journey. Now this guy has spent uh, several decades doing body modifications, you know, tattoos with actually no signs of stopping anytime soon. Now they call him the Black Alien Project. He's a, a Frenchman, and I think we've even talked about him before on this podcast, but he's got his nose amputated. Okay, that's the start. He um, has his ears and two fingers amputated. He has inked his eyeballs, which is a rather painful procedure. And now Anthony is sharing a rare glimpse. Now he's got a, his, his uh, relationship life uh, now being exposed. He's posing with a woman that he believes to be his girlfriend. And there's a few snaps uh, on Instagram that really looks like she's dating an alien i mean this guy you know you keep yeah you keep calling him anthony and I, i'm like expecting his name to be zorgo or something like that <laughs> that's true but i mean you look at the guy he's got one well, almost one and a half million followers he posts regular updates of his transformation on instagram so now he's currently uh, out on holiday with his other half who also has had her fair share of procedures so anthony writes a uh, jungle party He's tagged uh, Molina in the post, and there's a photo that shows this black alien standing behind his girlfriend who uh, slipped into, like, a, let's say, a barely there bikini trend. And she's showing case, showcasing her inkings as fans just couldn't help but notice just how adorable they look together. <laughs> so Molina yeah. did a yeah, little peace sign in one of the shots, and then there's another shot. She's standing next to her partner who's showing off his very heavily modified body. And then the final, finally, the couple um, uh, looked all lovey-dovey as the influencer gave her boyfriend a rather nice little lovey peck on the cheek here. So, but fans were still just in awe. And Anthony's posting all these snaps of the pair while they're in this uh, region of Mexico. 
So um, in the space of two days, so they've gotten almost 100,000 likes. Now, one admirer says, y'all are so wonderful together. Much love. Another one comes in and says, oh, I love it. You two are just so sexy together. Of course, there's a- I guarantee that's not going to be your thoughts when you look at these pictures, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it's definitely weird. Well, there's then there's the third intrigued user decided to take it a little bit further and ask some questions about Anthony and Melina's sex life. And so they write, actually, on the, on the comment, they go, so, you have a penis, right? Is it also tattooed? And also, do you want to remove it? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, well, you know, look, humans are sexual creatures, so do, do you want to get rid of that part of you? J- just trying to understand. I mean, I support you no matter what, 100%. I love your content, and it helps people with dysmorphia realize what they are really, what they really look like. Much love. Now, I guess Anthony spent decades on his transformation. He told how he used to be a very sexy guy, but felt that he had to transform himself as it was not his real body. But I also noticed he did not answer her questions. So now we're left wondering, you know, yeah, does... I, I felt gypped when I looked at the pictures. I thought there's no alien penis anywhere here. <laughs> but the question is, though, everything else is tattooed. I think it's an obviously, I think it's a logical question, you know? Yeah, well, so I've got a theory that the modifications he's probably done on there is just to make it look like a probe, because that's what <laughs> aliens are supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe it glows in the dark. <laughs> right, radioactive. Uh, you know, I, um, <laughs> I, I, my question is, is putting on a lot of muscle considered body <laughs> modifications? Because if that's the case... You might as well call me. Uh, you know, I'm trying, trying to work something in there. You know, uh, you know. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. It, 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 look, if it's anything like the picture you you shared of you after you uh, finished what uh, putting on your gas mask and blowing out whatever it was you were doing, cleaning out the room, you looked like you were covered in like dust or something like that. Oh yeah. I, look, I mean, I, that looks way more. Walter White than anything, I think. I'm pretty sure oh. my neighbors, I'm surprised no one thought I was cooking anything upstairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that was definitely looked like you had some body modification going on. Yeah. Well, if anyone's ever seen the picture of this black alien guy, uh, take a look. You're going to be shocked. And, like, so shocked oh, you yeah. have to show at least one person just at so least. that you feel more comfortable having witnessed it with your own eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But when you think about it, um, this you know, might he's be- not a real alien. Yeah. Well, this might be something I might be able to try. Maybe I can try some kind of body modification that doesn't involve tattoos. Uh, yeah, well, uh, anything's going to look better than what you've got going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I set that up so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Um, look, look, well, look, well, the black alien may not be a real alien, unfortunately. Um, I I think that, you know, an alien, um, I guess what, uh implement like 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 an alien human hybrid right like, like them implanting an embryo in someone i think that is a more likely scenario uh yeah. for my next story than what this person's claiming and uh this is our last story of the day um e- either this person's abducted by aliens or they're maybe giving birth to like i don't know either the next messiah or antichrist i'm not sure um yeah. The the next alien baby. 
Basically, yeah. Either that or, or uh, sperm has become like what aerosolized uh, and <laughs> viral or something. I don't know. Um, there, there's a, <laughs> there's been a surprising turn of events in South Florida, and <laughs> that says a lot considering it's Florida and South yeah. Florida. At that, uh, a tale that initially sounded like immaculate conception took a rather absurd twist. Uh, jo- Josie Ramos, she's a mother. Uh, received the, she received the shock of a lifetime upon discovering her daughter's pregnancy while incarcerated in a Miami-Dade jail. Hmm. Yes, Daisy Link was expecting, all while facing a second-degree murder charge and a battery <laughs> charge at the age of 28. Um, <laughs> one might argue that her criminal record makes her more formidable than the Virgin Mary, adding an extra layer of astonishment to the situation. However, it was on Christmas Day that Josie learned about her daughter's unconventional pregnancy. Mm. The question naturally arises, how does one become pregnant behind bars? Um, well, you know, hold, hold on to your disbelief. Don't, um, uh. yeah, don't get your hopes too high. As for WTVJ, Daisy claims that a fellow inmate somehow impregnated her through an air conditioning vent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Are you sitting against the vent really to receive? Are things just that hot down there that you need to cool down? Like, Uh, can can my co-workers somehow get pregnant, you know, from, or maybe on an airplane, that'll be the next one, circulated air on an airplane. In a bizarre account, Daisy asserts that the inmate passed a fertile rubber glove back and forth a few times. Uh, and like a surgical act of magic, voila, a baby was on the way. Wow. The inmate, yeah, the inmate uh, responsible, playfully dubbed the vent wizard, <laughs> has been relocated <laughs> and a thorough investigation is currently underway. While the department maintains there's no evidence of a clandestine glove rendezvous, uh, they reassure the public that safety measures are their top priority as the unexpected pregnancy reaches its three-month mark. Um, oh, right now, I hear air conditioning vent. I'm thinking, like, oh, the air kicked on, and someone just, you know, shot into the wind. <laughs> I don't know. That's an impressive Or, like, it aerosolizes, and somehow, like, I don't even know. You know it's, man. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. So... Jo- Josie expresses concern about Daisy's well-being in medical care in the mental uh, health section of the correctional facility. It's understandable her daughter became pregnant through a wall, uh, earning the facility its colloquial nickname, the Nut House. Yeah, uh, yeah. Regardless of the, of the murder charge, Josie is advocating for her daughter's release to ensure proper prenatal care. Um, Despite, is this going to be someone like bringing in, like, you know, I've heard of like hiding like a nail file in a, in a cake, but I've never yeah. heard of hiding like a sperm sample in a, in a cake or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, to, right, to, right. Try to get out or something, right? Um, <clears throat> despite the jail department's assurance of providing top notch care for pregnant inmates, Josie is adamant about a comprehensive internal investigation to unravel the truth behind Daisy's miracle pregnancy. Um, <laughs> She wants to ensure that Daisy isn't just receiving basic jailhouse services and is determined to get to the bottom of the situation. She, she wants the, the top-notch uh, jail, you know, well, murder. Uh, I got to admit, so the, health. yeah, well, the first time I, I saw the story, I got to admit, the first thing I'm thinking about was, 
how long is this guy schlong? You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I I just think like this guy's got quite like a I guess what maybe really high blood pressure or something. That I guess. To- I, I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe maybe it shot out so so hard that it literally, like you said, became aerosol, and it got caught in the draft or something. I don't know. It catches in the wind, and so oh my gosh, oh my god! Um, but, but but then then you think about the whole story, and if they're if they're using a rubber glove, my thinking is okay. So he puts it. He he he. he uh, comes on his rubber glove and passes it through the vent to her and she then does the dirty work. I, I don't well, know. <laughs> See, the only thing I can think is there must have been a hole in the rubber glove or something and, the, and it just uh, failed to prevent I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I the science behind this whole thing, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I can only wait what they're going to name the baby. You know? <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> so, well, I do have some Ask Poncho questions here for you. And uh, we've got uh, a couple of things here that, um, well, I, I don't know. This this might be something that I've never really, I, I mean, I've heard of something like this before. But I never thought that people actually did this in real life. But we, we've got a, a guy who, well, he's in a, well, in a little small, tight um, predicament with his wife. Okay, um, he, he wants some advice from, from you. He writes, Dear Pancho, we had the first of our three client holiday parties and everything was going well until my top salesman got drunk and insulted my wife. She walks out of the party and now she's demanding that I fire the guy. Now, if I terminate him, the company is going to lose a significant amount of money and I'll be forced to fire other employees to make up for the losses. Now, my wife is refusing an apology. And she's sticking to her stance. Now I'm stuck in the middle, and I don't know what to do. So, what would you do if you were me? Yeah, it's coming down to my marriage or my company. So, man, like, how how bad does your marriage have to be? I'm sorry, but like, for you to be like, hey, honey, I'm providing for you. I'm providing for you very well. I'm not going to be providing for you if uh, we start firing our best top salesman. You know, she'll probably blame him as well if if, uh, they don't get a bonus or. If he loses his job for firing the top salesperson of the, um, yeah, look, it's business. I'm sorry, like you don't work there either. Uh, it sucks, it stinks, but you don't take the top guy at your company and you take him out um, and expect to have a successful company or or bring home the bacon that you need to bring home for providing for your family. Um, uh-huh. Some things are more important. It's business. I'm sorry, you got to get over it, uh, especially if they're drunk. Like, look, things, be, yeah, it happens. No, I also understand you may not have to like that person. You don't have to see that person. If there's a holiday party, you could tell the person not to show up. If, I mean, maybe there'd be an HR issue too. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, right. If you got an HR department, maybe bring it there. Anything that you could do to say that my hands are tied, I can't do anything. Yeah, but, but don't I you think that's it to where I can, and, you know. But don't you think that would even open the guy up to a lawsuit for being wrongfully terminated? Oh, I, I mean, it absolutely could. Like, it, it, it might. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I couldn't go through the legalese of what you're allowed to or not allowed to do in that situation. Yeah. But, yeah, there's you a whole can of worms. So you're, you're best trying to find some way to be like, my hands are tied. I can't do that because yeah. blank. And Well, yeah. You know, I'm, you know there'll be an attorney up. <laughs> 
fading to represent the guy that gets fired because he insulted the boss's wife. You know, oh, I mean, for sure, yeah. So, and, and and honestly, I think there might could there could possibly be. I just thought of this. Uh, there might be a solution. Is the guy needs to go to an attorney friend and have the attorney friend go and talk to his wife and say, "Look, this is what's going to happen. You could get sued if this guy." You know what I'm saying? And have the to the attorney. Maybe talk some sense into his wife saying, you know, do you want to get sued by this guy? Maybe that might call her off of him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it could. Um, yeah, yeah, either that or just say that you fired him and don't invite your wife to holiday parties anymore. I don't know. <laughs> right. uh, maybe, maybe, maybe stop around alcohol at the holiday parties. Yeah. No holiday parties in general. I don't know. Either way, like, I mean, it sounds like you're in a bad spot, but it's a pretty yeah. easy call for me. It's business. Like, it. Yeah. It's not personal. You can't just can't just do that because you're upset with someone. Um, even more so, you know, because someone else that doesn't work there is upset. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I do. It, it's, it seems more dramatic than it really needs to be. All right, well, I've got to ask Pancho here. They say, help, my wife is scapegoating me over her New Year's Eve dress. Oh. Um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, my wife is mad at me because I did not tell her that her New Year's Eve dress was unflattering. <laughs> she and her friends were looking at our New Year's Eve party pictures on Friday night. On Saturday, my wife said I, that I should have told her that the dress was too small for her. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. We had a huge fight about this. And yeah. She scapegoating me. D did I do anything wrong? Should I have said something? What do women really want in this situation? <laughs> uh, this, is, this is tough because because like some women have Mrs. Poncho, my wife. She is uh, she she is the unicorn floaty in in my yeah. ocean, um, <laughs> right? Like she like, she she's saying like she has a good head on her shoulders, even yeah. when she's feeling maybe emotional or has yeah. you know like uh, you know her PMS is like not nothing like you hear people go crazy. Hers yep. is like, I'm feeling kind of like a little bit emotional about stuff, but she's like yep. self-aware about the whole thing. So she's not a jerk or anything. She's like, it's, it's so nice. So like for her, absolutely. I can tell her like, Hey, I'm not a fan of that. Um, you know, or like, Oh, that doesn't seem like it's working really well. How about this or something? And she doesn't get hurt or offended by that. That's now, good. She's also, uh, yeah, she's also a pretty small lady. Um, you know, she's not, uh, she's pretty, <laughs> Petite, yes. She's That's petite, the, yeah. She's average <laughs> height. Yeah, I mean, she's like you know, like five five or something. But she's she's very petite. Um, yeah. And, and so she's confident as well, and confident enough to take, uh, you know, um, feedback, like even things yeah. that might be like, hey, you know what, um, you know, this may not, not be the thing that fits you well. And, and chances are, for for me, if I were to tell her that, she's probably already thinking this because oh, I was thinking about that too, and like. Okay, no, if you're seeing it too, then that, that confirms my own thoughts or something. Yeah. Um, and so it works out well. But, like, some ladies say that they want things, but they really don't. You know, they, they don't want that. And so it kind of depends on how your wife is. Like, you got ladies that try to turn their man into what they want them to be, and then they leave them for someone that was just like how they were when they first yeah. met. You know, like, they thought they wanted an emotional guy, a sensitive guy. And then they get mm -hmm. that, and they're like, oh, this guy this isn't even a man anymore. And, uh, <laughs> it's a living for a jerk or something, right? Um, so you don't really know. This is all about knowing your wife. Um, 
I personally, I go with you, like, look, say, tell the truth. You don't have to be brutal about being honest, right? You can say right. brutally honest. Yeah, you don't have to be brutal about it, right? But you could, you could have some kind of sense of, of like, um, you know, discernment about how to say something in a nice way. Um, right. That being said, too, your wife, uh, she, she looked in the mirror. She saw the whole thing. So she can't yeah. blame this on you either. Uh, you know, she, if anything, she, both of you are at fault, and she is more culpable in this than you are by far, I think. So, well, she never, she could have just said, Do you think this dress looks small on me? And she never said anything. That is true. If you didn't ask, right? Uh, now, if she says, In this picture, why don't you tell me this? And you might be like, I didn't think it looked bad. Yeah, yes, you could feign ignorance, right? And then now it's all on her. Right. Oh, I didn't do. I'm painting ignorance on this thing. Um, you're like, oh, I thought well, it looked good, but if it really doesn't, then you're like, you know. But again, I don't want to hurt your feelings. But if you got a whole well, fight over this thing, man, yeah. Well, I see, don't know. This seems this seems kind of a little ridiculous. He could have. He could have usually dramatic. He could have turned it into a masochistic kind of compliment, saying, "Hey, I like twenty pounds of sugar in a ten pound bag." <laughs> oh man. Well, that could have that could have made the fight even worse. Depending, I don't know. In a ten pound bag. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh yeah, but I, yeah, really. I mean, some of the stuff you, you, you know, I kind of feel for the guy because sometimes you're danged if you do, and you danged if you don't. Oh, for sure. Complete, you're completely right, and it all depends on the type of woman that you got. It yeah, really there's does. just yeah. there is like there's no good right answer. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes so that. So it's kind of almost like, it's almost like playing insane games, you know. There's just sometimes there is a good right yeah, answer. It, it's like it's just like golf course or rehab. Help spread the stupidity. Share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and give it a five-star rating because, hey, this is five-star stupidity. Rating and reviewing also helps the podcast to show up more prominently in searches when people are searching for stupidity. You can eliminate the buffering also when you stream the podcast on the poor cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode to your podcast player. Podcast Attic is the app I use, and I recommend that for optimum performance. It's free. They have two types of paid versions, too. And in addition to this episode, there's always the midweek bonus episode featuring the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for the stupendous stupidity. And, of course, uh, there are other surprises as well. Of course, besides that, in the weekend episode, you get the uh, Insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero from Florida, where you can ask him any questions and pick his brain with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. And you can also play along with Pancho and see how well you do in our insane game show every week on the weekend episodes. Every week after both episodes are published, I'll post all the articles that were used on both of the weekend episodes and the midweek bonus episodes. And they'll have them up on the Telegram Messenger channel. When you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World, you can comment about them and share them with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. You can preview that channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger for your smartphone at t.me slash insane eric lane. That's t.me slash insane e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e. 
It's absolutely free, available for desktop or mobile versions, and it's available for platforms that support Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. Don't forget, follow me on social media. Just look for at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or X, or just visit me at InsaneEricLane.com. Are you saying that this is something you want to start with for uh, the insane? Why not? Why not? Sure, yeah. I'll, I'll be able to relate with this uh, this New Year's Eve dress guy. Um, yeah, I think a lot more after after some golf course of rehab. See there, there you go. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this guy should engage in some some insane games because that's kind of what he and his wife are going through over this whole dress situation. But <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> right. I so, do agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I I stay away from these kind of dumb drama things. Absolutely. So, all right. So, well, we've got um, we've got uh, some businesses here. You tell me whether you think this would be better suited as a golf course or a rehab. Our first business is Seamar uh, Tacoma in Tacoma, Washington. Seamar Tacoma. Um, well, let's see. I, you know, I'm going to say Seamar Tacoma is a rehab. I would have thought for sure a golf course because it sounded kind of interesting, but it's actually a rehab, believe it or not. So I'm not even sure what the CMAR is, but um, nevertheless, I'm sure they're a very successful rehab there in Tacoma, Washington. Um, your next business is in Lexington, Kentucky called Griffin Gate. Griffin Gate. Uh, well, this is going to be a, a golf course. With the Thanks. Griffins on the gate. Yes, yeah. exactly a golf course. Absolutely. How about White Mountain in Ashland, New Hampshire. White Mountain. Well, if it's a White Mountain of sand, then, uh, you know, but if it's a White Mountain of cocaine, this is going to be a rehab. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I I will say, I'm going to go with the White Mountain of cocaine. Uh, Maybe it's a snow-capped mountain. Solitude. I don't know. It's a rehab. Maybe they have a lot of White Mountains in New Hampshire, I guess. But in this case, it would have been a golf course if you oh, were. No, I, I should have I should have paid attention to. I don't. There's no mountains in New Hampshire, is there? I, I did there not might be listen. Yeah, so my, my mind was made up when I heard when I, when I thought about Scarface. Oh yes, that's it. See, well, how about this one? Then we go from White Mountain. How about Shadow Mountain in Taos, New Mexico? Shadow Mountain. Okay, Shadow Mountain is definitely the kind of feeling that you feel when you're having to go to a rehab. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's a rehab. You're in the shadows. That is indeed a rehab. Exactly. All right. Here's your, your last business in Dittmer, Missouri. Called Santa Lake. Santa Lake, like like Saint Lake. Um, like L O L, like S A N A. Sana Sana Lake in Dittmer, Missouri. S A N A. Sana Sana Santa Lake. Okay, that's weird. Um, yeah. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, well, if it's a lake, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say it's a, a rehab. I guess if it would be a lake as a golf course, you'd lose your balls there, you know. But in this case, it is a rehab. <laughs> Did pretty good in that. Only missed one. Yeah. I so, kept thinking sauna, like sauna lake. And you just get, you got to sweat the, sweat the uh, drugs yeah. out. The alcohol. Uh, well, you did a pretty good start on that. You that help your confidence on anything else you want to try? Oh, I feel great. I yeah, no, I feel really, really good now. This is it's a good, it's a good <laughs> insane game today. I can feel it. All right, what do you want to tackle next? Oh gosh, um, you know, let's lean into. Let, let's go to porn star or weatherman. 
porn star or weatherman. All right, we got some entertainers here. You just simply figure out if we're talking about a porn star or a weatherman based on their name. Your first entertainer is Bruno Knight. Bruno Knight. How do you spell Knight? Was it with a K? <laughs> K. 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 N. I. G. Yes. Uh, Bruno uh, is going to be. It's going to be a porn star. Yeah, I don't know many weathermen named Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an odd name for a weatherman, but definitely good for a porn star. How about this one? Grant Chungo. Grant Chungo. Oh man, Chungo. This is a this is an interesting name. <laughs> Chungo. Oh man. Um he said his name was Grant. Grant, as in Ulysses S. Grant. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, Brant is. I, I don't trust Brant as a weatherman name at all. Grant. Yeah. Chungo. You know, weathermen have such interesting names. This has to be nothing other than a weatherman. Grant Chungbo. He is a weatherman in Charlottesville, Virginia. That's correct. Right. Very good. All right. Here's one. I think you'll like this name. Breck. Bolton. Breck. Breck Bolton. All right, that's a, that's a strong name. With a name like Breck, um, again, wait a minute, they've got, they've got interesting names. They've got names that literally no one else is allowed to be named. <laughs> uh, and Breck. Breck is that kind of name. It is, uh, again, it, it's, well, it makes me think of Brick from Anchorman, you know, uh, and he was the weatherman there. Yeah. It's the same, same concept, so he's a weatherman. Yeah, Breck Bolton is a weatherman in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, I, I kind of no like that name. You know, no you know, you know AccuWeather with Breck Bolton. You know, something like that sounds pretty cool. All right, oh, it, it, that is a strong name. Very strong name. All right, well, is it as strong as Andrew Humphrey? Andrew Humphrey, Humphrey or Humphrey? Humphrey. <laughs> no, no, Humphrey with a PH. Humphrey. Humphrey. Oh, man, this is tough. Hey, I, I, it's not interesting enough to be a weatherman, and I, I can't get hump out of my head, so I think it's a porn star. <laughs> Believe it or not, he's humping with the weather. He's a weatherman in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> humping with the weather. I, I've, never, I've never heard that phrase before. That's great. All right. So your last uh, entertainer's name is Brandon Wilde. <laughs> Brandon Wild, oh my gosh! And Wild spelled with like a Y as well. Uh, it's a porn star. Well, there is an E at the end of it. Oh, even more so. It's a porn star. <laughs> yeah, that E is what does it every time. Yes, he's like the more porn letters star. and inappropriate letters you put into the, the last name, the more confident I get. <laughs> Gotta watch for the inappropriate letter. That's what you have. To do. All right, what do you feel up to next? Yeah, you know, well, look, we went from, I guess, hitting balls to slapping balls, so might as well go on to licking, uh, you know, we'll do, we'll do, uh, <laughs> Steakhouse or gay bar. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right, we'll go from hitting balls to slapping balls to licking balls. That's really good. I like that. So, yeah. you, know, yeah, you know, I thought it was earlier. I'm just glad that for once I didn't have to tell the penis story. You, you, you had to tell it regarding the black alien. We like we like to switch things up a little bit here, you know. So, well, yeah. I almost always get that get the, the dick stories that's right you do you do so well we've got the couple of got some businesses here you tell me if this is a steakhouse or a gay bar our first business in alton illinois is called bubby and sissies bubby and sissies oh my gosh 
Um, oh gosh, it's such a weird name. I I don't even. Um, all right, Bubby is his, you know I call my dog Bubby as a nickname uh, sometimes. Uh, and sissy, I, well, it depends on what kind of sissy that you're talking about. Like uh, you know, because I know uh, that used to be a, a, another you know. Yeah. Back in the day, but I, I'm going to say this is a, a steakhouse. I don't know. I'm waffling here. You're totally by time. Yeah, well, by time to come up with something. If if you waffle into being sissies in Alton, Illinois, you're going to waffle into you're going to go into a gay bar. So, oh <laughs> man, I, I I didn't feel good about any answer I was giving. Bubby, that's such a that makes you feel even grosser. Like I don't know, I don't know, man. It's a strange name for anything, much less a gay bar. So, all right, I, I guess I heard sissy. I couldn't get sister out of my mind. I know. And, I know. I don't know. Yeah. What next business is in New York, New York. It's called the Boiler Room. The Boiler Room. Oh man, um, I, I, I think this is a steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, if you go to the Boiler Room in New York, yeah, oh, yeah. it's a gay oh, bar. Man. Oh man, the heat is on. The pressure is high. It is. You know, yeah. It's gonna spew. Maybe, maybe oh, that's what. That guy in the jail. I was able to get that girl pregnant. He was boiling, you know. I guess. Right. Or you got to go down to the basement and hit it with a wrench a few times. <laughs> That's it. So, all right. Here's one. It's called Buckley's in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Buckley's. Um, if it was Unbuckley's, I'd say it's a, a steakhouse. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, it's a steakhouse. I think it's a steakhouse. You could even, even probably even have it starting with the letter F instead of the letter B, possibly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It is a steakhouse, so you're you're safe, all right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, that, that interesting name for a gay bar, for sure. That's true. So, but all right, your next one is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, called the Apartment Lounge. <laughs> the, the Apartment Lounge. I this is a weird. It's got to be a gay bar, right? Why would you go to a steakhouse called the Apartment Lounge? Uh, anything's possible. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it's no. A, definitely a gay bar for sure. All right, your last one in Westfield, New Jersey, called Sweetwaters. Sweetwaters. Um, this is, this is a steakhouse. I would hope that it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a steakhouse, I, indeed. I, I'm, I'm told the other thing is very be, salty. Waters would be what the other one might be. Yeah, I, I don't even venture a guess. <laughs> frankly, <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's a, hey, yeah, Sweetwater is the name of a, of a music uh, store, like online, right? If you want to get, oh, yeah. I don't know, yeah. some guitar True. pedals or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Right, right. All right. Well, now we have strip club or daycare. We got some businesses here you tell me whether it be considered a strip club or a daycare and your first one is sugars in san antonio texas sugars um i don't get good vibes from this sugars is definitely uh gonna be a strip club and of course if you have a little kids i've had kids come over and give your aunt some sugar no right? no yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> now this you pour some sugar on me is yeah <laughs> is right all right how about perfect angels in freeport new york perfect angels um yeah i i think uh you're probably not gonna find anything perfect in, in a strip club you're probably looking at like you know maybe sevens if you're lucky and you turn out the lights and put some alcohol they turn into like a nine yeah you know? so i think that you're looking at a 
Perfect Angels, uh, you're talking about kids. This is this is going to be a nice daycare. Yeah, yeah, all the Perfect Angels go to daycare. Yes, indeed, that's true. All right, good one on that one. Your third business is called All-Stars in San Antonio, Texas. All-Stars. All-Stars is going to be another daycare. Uh, you think it's going to be another daycare? Yeah, you, you, want, you want your kids to go there. They're going to be... They're going to be uh, what straight A students? They're gonna be all stars, oh, yes. all prepped up for things. You probably, it probably costs a lot of money to send your kids there too. I don't know. That's all. All the stars are on used as pasties. You know? <laughs> Turns out it's a strip club. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so, so, all hey, right. Sometimes you gotta shoot your shot, even if you miss. Okay. Oh, that's, that's right. All right. How about uh, this business in Union, New Jersey, called Hollywood Quarters? Hollywood Quarters. Um, yeah, I, I. Oh man, this is. Odd, but you know, I, follow me, okay? There's a logic to this. Um, you you tend to pay the strippers with dollar bills, okay? Right? Not quarters. Uh -huh. um, I don't know about throwing change. Maybe you bounce a you know a nickel or something off of off of uh, certain places, but not uh -huh. a quarter. Uh, yeah. So this is very clearly. <laughs> this is very clearly. Watch me be right. This is a daycare, isn't it? Uh, you you've really put a lot of thought into that. You know, and <laughs> maybe you've overthought it a little bit. Nevertheless, it is a daycare. <laughs> so, I, what, I think I think this is the appropriate level of thinking to arrive at the correct you know, answer. I, I'm not sure how you arrived at that. <laughs> still, the correct answers. That's good. How about? Little Playhouse in Union, Illinois. Oh man, okay. This is now, this last one's challenging. Um, little, so it's got the full word out, right? Little, it's not yeah. little. Little, okay. <laughs> oh, that makes it a little harder for me. Um, little playground. <laughs> little Playhouse. Playhouse. Oh man, Playhouse. Um, geez, this is tough. I, I'm gonna say it's a strip club. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, they definitely play house, but it is a daycare, believe it or not. Oh, so, man. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, well, they're not playing house. They're, it's a playhouse, I guess. So, But not too bad, though. You actually did pretty well overall on most of these here. So we'll see. Yeah, that's not bad, yeah. Yeah, we'll see if you can cap it off with your specialty here of fake news from Florida. We got some headlines that you can usually – you're very good at discerning, and you just let me know if you think these are basically fake news stories, or did they really happen in the fine state of Florida? We've got your first headline where a Weston woman was arrested for driving 70 miles an hour with her boyfriend clinging to the hood of the car and talking on the phone. That's Florida. <laughs> I, recognize, I recognize Florida there. It is Florida. There you go. That's it. Right off the bat. Okay. How about this headline, where a Melbourne man was arrested for refusing to pay the cab driver who took him home after he was released from jail. Oh, man, this is tough. Um, yeah, this this could go either way. Um, arrested for refusing to pay a cab driver. I, I, I don't think you get arrested for that. I think that's more like a civil dispute kind of thing. So I, I think this is fake news. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> He got arrested for that. <laughs> so, oh man! Okay, well, hey, look at that. Maybe, maybe he really just uh, felt more yeah. home. He liked the free food, I guess. Apparently, three hots in the cot. That's what he's going for, you know. So, all right.
How about this headline? Where a St. Petersburg police was arrested, a wrecking ball operator for DUI after he smashed up the wrong building. No, this didn't, this didn't happen. This is obviously, I think, uh, fake news. <laughs> it is fake news. Although some stories that we've had on the podcast make you wonder sometimes, you know. So, all right. Uh, your next story. Uh, Key West that, that's map. like something that would happen in like Grand Theft Auto 5 or well, something like that. Uh, that's true. But your next GTA story. GTA 5. Right, right. Well, here's one. A Key West man was arrested for shoplifting beer at Walmart in a state police uniform. Beer at Walmart shoplifting. Yeah, I mean, people, police don't get free beer. Uh, so I think <laughs> this is fake news. Maybe if he was uh, shoplifting donuts or something, you know. And yeah, it is fake news. That is Trek. All right. And lastly, a Pensacola man was arrested for fondling himself in public and asking the cop to squeeze his butt cheek. Yeah, I, I actually remember this story. This is a, um, this is Florida. This is weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes you need a little bit of help. Yeah. Can you uh, give them butt cheek a little squeeze here? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, at least he wasn't uh, tattooed when that happened, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, but yeah. Uh, well, hey, not too bad. Only I can't believe you missed that one Florida story. That was I thought for sure you you'd nail that one. But you know, what well, can I say? Yeah, it, that was a fifty fifty. That one. I, I had to say uh, Grand Theft Auto Five out because I realized that you're probably you know there's this big generational gap between us. You probably wouldn't have known what GTA Five was. Uh, well, I probably wouldn't known what any <laughs> video games were because I just don't play video games. I mean, I told you, yeah, I told you my dad years ago bought me. The very first uh, uh, of the the pong game, where you could do the little ping pong, you know. And I, I think after I, a certain amount, number of years, you have to start saying decades ago instead of just yeah, well, years. I'll say decades, right? So, but yeah, I ended up using as my pretend tricorder when I was pretending to, to to fly the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, so yeah, you're like who cares about pong? I want to. I just want to. I, uh, I just was it explore the last. This is the last frontier. Yeah. Yeah, frontier. well, right. And, and, uh, or, you know, if I was pretending to be a mad scientist, that was my computer or something. I mean, I, I was using it for far other things, you know, than playing video games, you know, <laughs> well, oh, man. but that's okay. We've got plenty of uh, crazy stories for next week. Well, there's a story you may have heard about this, but there's the next invasive uh, species coming to Florida. They're, they're the crab-eating monkeys related to the deadly swimming monkeys. So Okay, more monkeys. I, we, I was talking about Florida monkeys just like uh, this past week, too. So. Yeah, so, yeah, we got, we got some more poisonous or, or dangerous uh, crazy monkeys or something, I guess. So yeah. that, that, that'll I mean, be... I had a crazy monkey story earlier this week that I don't even think I could share. Uh, <laughs> it didn't happen to me, but it's... Oh, man, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's intense. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that that's one of the things that's coming up here. Uh, we've got Taco Bell coming out with their own cereal. Okay. Okay. Oh and, man, is, is it? Do you pour like Mountain Dew instead of milk inside of it? No, it, it's actually it's it's actual it's actual cereal. Believe it or not. <laughs> and my favorite, one of my favorite stories, we have a Florida man that throws a beer can, fires off an AR-15 rifle because he's upset by the speeding drivers in his neighborhood. So. Yeah. Oh man. 
great Florida story right there. Yeah, just, we'll just wait wait until the uh, you know not just the speeding drivers, but the the blasted loud like reggaeton starts coming through the neighborhood as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And uh, then we've got, uh, of course, I like. <laughs> this is one I know you're going to pick. An OnlyFans star didn't realize the guy that paid her to be his girlfriend was her best friend's husband. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, that's probably, yeah, you can expect that next week but on the, on yeah, the concert, but hour. That's right. So that's just some of the great stuff that's coming up next week. Uh, the stupidity is coming at me so fast I can barely keep up with all of it. Oh, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping to give you some good news on my uh, air conditioning in the car next week. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, and, uh, the last parts came in today, so. So you get to lay more pipe? I, I get to. Well, not more pipe. This is the, the uh, initial pipe uh, that I get to. I have to I, I have to take one out and then uh, put another one in. <laughs> I'm hoping I don't need to remove a bumper to get, get to uh, – the, yeah. the condenser but we'll see okay you'll, all right you'll know in a week you know when, when i when i come back thrilled and with more hair on my chest and uh <laughs> right the, 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 i might be um you know, carrying around a, a bigger package uh down there from uh all this all this <sighs> testosterone that, that comes fueled back in I see. I see. You're you're waiting for your package so you can get a bigger package. Uh, that, that, it's gonna feel like I have a bigger package at least. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. I'll take I'll take your word for it. All right. It's a, it's well, a good feeling working on your own car, man. I, I hope they'll be doing cold plunges again. I'll I'll be a new poncho next week. I think I'm feeling it. I feel confident. Good. Get up close and personal with My Stupid World by interacting with the podcast through Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World's Telegram channel. I post the actual articles used in the podcast episodes every weekend from the week's collection of stupidity. When you join the channel, you'll get to read the actual stories, see the actual photos, or watch the actual videos from the stupidity that is talked about in each episode. And you can even make comments about what you read or seen, even comments with your suggestions or opinions about what I've talked about. You can even share the links to some of the stupid stories that you've encountered. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E to see a preview of the channel and download Telegram Messenger, the app to your smartphone. It's also available in desktop versions as well, and it's supported on Windows, Linux, Apple, and Android platforms. Telegram is a secure messaging app that's gaining in popularity. You can learn more by visiting telegram.org. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com, from Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy at the United Stations Radio Network, SheetHappens.com, Good Parts Media, and Mr. Laughs. Theme music from Randy Stonehill, It's a Great Big Stupid World, copyright 1992 Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available anywhere you purchase music. Thanks for making it to the end of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Please be sure to seek therapy to ensure you still have your wits with you. And if this has inspired you to try your hand at making a podcast, you can do it absolutely free with Spotify for podcasters. 
The editing and music library are at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.